Hi, welcome to the Fit Me Forever podcast hosted by the OmniFit. We're about all things fitness. We help women get off the diet roller coaster to find sustainable health, embracing life right where you are on the way to where you're going. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Coach Jody V, a certified nutrition coach who specializes in helping women become physically and mentally strong to regain energy for a life they love. I would like to welcome my co-host, Kayla Duncan, owner of the OmniFit, and fellow colleague and nutrition coach, Taylor Bloxham. Together, we are the OmniFit. Hi, ladies. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Coach Jody V, and I'm with Kayla Duncan and Taylor Bloxham this morning. And we are going to be talking about cravings versus emotional eatings and um, just some research and experience that we've had with some, we're going to highlight some bullet points and also some solutions to help you um, identify what's going on and hopefully prevent in the future. So Kayla, today, um, tell us a little bit about um, your experience with cravings versus emotional eating and what what is the definition of each one of those? Sure. For our audience. Sure. So this is, this is such a hot topic, I would say, because... Um, it's not news to us that we're driven yeah. by our emotions and, and many facets. Um, but there are some pretty stark differences between having cravings for food and being emotionally driven to where it would be called like you're an emotional eater. Um, and I think a lot of times, sometimes people kind of um, mix up the two of those when cravings is something that's going to be a little bit more um, situational. It's usually categorized by your appetite. If you know, if you're aggressively hungry, maybe you've um, you've got food deprivation. Maybe if you are dieting, like even in a in a good fat loss phase, you might experience some cravings. Um, if you skip a meal because you got busy, you might experience some cravings. Um, and cravings can come with some emotional attachment to food because it does feel good to eat. We'll go into that a little bit more details later with how food does impact our brain chemistry. Um, And cravings can also be like sensory or situational. You know, you might crave a certain food when you're in a particular part of the country or a town or a certain vacation. Um, But emotional eating is going to be categorized a lot more in its quantity of the food that you're eating. Typically when someone is an emotional eater, they're going to present a lot. Most people kind of leave the example of saying they black out almost that they're starting this process of eating because of an emotional trigger and the food itself is fulfilling something much deeper, not just on your like taste buds. Um, Mm. It's, you know, you're consuming qualities of food, typically comfort foods or junk foods. You're probably not going to just, you know, overeat on grilled chicken (laughs) in most cases. Um, And experts estimate that actually 75% of overeating is typically caused by our emotions. So I think that's important defining the two of those as we kind of embark on the conversation of cravings and emotional eating because we are such emotional beings. And so as you guys are listening, we're just going to ask you to kind of think through that filter um, as you just kind of think about how you approach food, how you approach, you know, the different, different food situations that you find yourself in. Right. You know, as women, we are so emotionally wired and and we don't compartmentalize anything, you know, like what they say, a woman's mind is like spaghetti. There's hundreds of things going on at any one time. Right. And um, I think we've all had times where we um, 
even though we may not be experiencing problematic eating right now, we've all had times where we've eaten out of emotions. It's, it's, a, it's normal, right. um, but the important thing is to recognize when it's happening. And um, a lot of times that, that just isn't happening um, with, with a lot of the clients that we coach early on. But um, to come to that uh, realization and to be able to talk openly about it. And that's why I'm so excited about this podcast today. Right, right. Because it's, it's a skill. It's a set of skills to um, inspect yourself, this internal inspection over all these areas that we kind of tends to be something we talk about a lot, this mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a skill. And so this is just part of a skill that we want to give you guys some, you know, ammo to practice is all. So. I think um, one of the important things about this area is that what we should talk about is um, how to explore what those triggers are. Um, Taylor, what what do you what comes to mind when we start talking about um, the, the triggers for craving and or perhaps that the stage where we're at emotional eating? Yeah, so I think that um, the different situations that clients and um, everyone might find themselves in is just the the situations that they're in. I know for for past clients, um, it's been their families um, that cause a lot of deep rooted issues. Um, that that's a lot of peer pressure, maybe um, that that starts to send them into something that again is much much deeper, um, <clears throat> and also just any temptation situations, but it always goes down rooting deeper um, into the emotional side, whether that's something going on in their family, um, something with their spouse, or uh, kind of Kayla, like you had said, filling an emotional void that that is never going to be fulfilled with, with food. Yeah. I know a lot of people want to fulfill it with the food, but it's ultimately, that's why it's the issue, you know, yeah, I, th- I think when we have these emotional, dis- you know, emotional um, eating going on with whatever the situation is, the stress or an- anxiety, um, you know, that that natural, really what we're trying to do is um, turn off some of those brain triggers. When we have stress and anxiety, um, it, it, it's you want to the satisfying the emotional need. There is some brain chemistry going on related to serotonin. And food, and with serotonin and dopamine, it will just produce this calming or even reward kind of effect um, in the brain chemistry. And so it, you, you, it's it's just like a food is a drug, really. Mm-hmm. Hex in the same yeah, way. It um, is. Kayla, um, what what has have you had clients that just have really struggled with that? emotional component of eating where it was just a really almost like a drug addiction. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that you bring that up. That's commonly stated. And obviously the difference in um, drugs and alcohol and food is that we can't, you know, hundred percent abstain from food, you know, we need it. Um, And that can be really difficult for a lot of people. And so um, something that I have found to be very, very, very helpful in preventing or setting yourself up for success in terms of the emotional state that you might be on, be in, is setting your regular nutrition, your regular diet, um, up to fulfill you satisfactory, you know, 
fulfill you in its total nutrient profile. You know, we talk commonly mm-hmm. about, you know, having all macronutrients in your diet. We talk about, you know, not having excessive restriction, um, being in tune with your menstrual cycle and knowing that this week you might feel a little extra crazy, but if you know the cause of that emotional heightened feeling, um, you're going to be a little bit more in tune and in control so that when those emotions do arise, because Dealing with emotional eating, dealing with a lot of the clients that I've dealt with that have um, what they would categorize even as binge eating disorder, Um, and while they're always working with therapists, we never just work with clients like this um, on our own, but what has really helped is that the plan that we provide is a nice baseline that they can, yeah, they can check off all the things that typically cause the cravings, your lack Mm -hmm. of sleep, your stress your excessive dieting, excessive exercise. So things that would naturally just increase your appetite in a good arena. um, We try to keep that at bay so that you can be working on the emotional state, which is really important because um, that stuff, like those solutions help you plan ahead. They actually help you go, okay, well, I know this stuff is going to come and I'm going to be geared to deal with it but I don't have to worry about not having food prepared. I don't have to worry about having, you know, a lack of nutrients and minerals in my diet. Um, If you're, if it is the serotonin reward thing that's going on this cycle, that might be going on because you're malnutritioned. So yeah, actually, and and it's what I just want to cry out to um, our listeners right now is restriction, excessive restriction is not, you know, optimal in any way for metabolism or for your emotional state. And um, it's just, it really isn't worth it. It's just, it just compromises you, you know, further and further. And I think, you know, so many um, come to us that have been in those restriction mode. And, And then there's all the shame and guilt and everything that comes along with it that I think that then really goes into the emotional eating mm-hmm. um, where, mm-hmm. where you're getting to the point where it is the, the binge eating dish disorders and that sort of thing. And one of the things that I love that we prescribe is I, I even talk with um, clients that, you know, if you, if you're going to, you know, <laughs> this binge is coming on and it's in, in precision nutrition talks about this all the time is go ahead, go have your binge, but you have to eat slowly. Um, during that binge um, and and stop when you're full and it just forces you to have to get mindful about you know where where you're at in the moment and sometimes it it is very very painful to get in touch with what those underlying feelings you know that are going on that are trying you're trying to cover up with the food Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's really important as far as I think that's actually categorized as um, disassociative binge eating when someone tries to disconnect from the environment and um, what you're referring to also talks about is being in that moment like what does this taste like I'm eating this and acknowledging the fact that it is satisfying you. It is making you feel better. It's not a joke in your head that you're like, Oh, this really doesn't make me feel better. No, it is. It really does. Mm -hmm. And the solution is hitting that head on and digging a bit deeper and saying, okay, so this does make me feel better, but not for long. What can I do instead? And it will just gear you up for that next time and that next time and that next time. This isn't something that 
um, any of you guys would take to, you know, the next emotional eating episode that you might feel like you're having and be like, Oh, I'm cured. You know, I use these tools and tricks or whatever. That's not how this is. It's more about being mindful in that moment. And you're not going to be a professional. Like you're not going to be great at it at the first time. I'm talking years over years. I've got several clients that I've been working with for years that are now they can go, Oh, you know what? When I'm around these people, when I go to this place, this is what I do. I always feel like this, and that's okay. I can feel that way. I don't have to turn those feelings off. I don't have to. But because I know I feel that way, I'm going to go ahead and set myself up with a few boundaries, um, whether that's we've talked before about road tripping and how road tripping often includes snacks, and sometimes that can feel good, right? What if you mm-hmm. remember taking a family vacation and you remember passing the Chex Mex and the popcorn, and it's something that but then you take that into your adult life and you're going, why do I feel the need to do this every time I get in the car on a road trip or something? And it might be a good feeling that you're trying to um, resurface or it might be a bad feeling. Maybe when you went on road trips, your parents argued the whole time. And so you sat in the back and ate so you would could get away from it. You know, yeah. that's touching on some yeah. stuff. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. I think so that it's for success there. Yeah. Yeah. But it in, I would challenge our audience to begin naming what those feelings are. I think as women, sometimes we've we've stuffed those feelings so far down that we don't even know what, you know, it's easy to say I'm depressed, I'm stressed, or I have anxiety, but it's way deeper than that. Like the the range, I mean, there's a hundred and some plus identified emotions. There's probably more than that. But I I recently saw a list of all the different ways that um, emotions that, you could define um, what they are. Like I'm discouraged. I feel defeated or, you know, whatever it is, it really challenge our audience to name what that emotion is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, maybe we can even post a, a list of those emotions in the show notes that, mm-hmm. that would be helpful to um, our clients as well. Um, or just anybody listening, not just clients, but it, it's, it's real. Yeah. It's yeah. real. I'll definitely include in the show notes um, a whole slew of digging deeper questions that you can, you guys can um, just read through. Some may apply to you, some may not. Um, but take the time to, when you come across one that like kind of hits you and makes you like, oof, I don't know about that. Um, spend a little time there and, and maybe dig a little bit deeper. I've actually never spoken with someone um, or helped someone through that um, has admitted to having some emotional stirs of food, um, that we've gone through these questions and they haven't said, Oh, there was a lot more there than I really realized. Um, for myself included, um, there's a lot that, Oh, I didn't realize that I was kind of covering that up with, with that action, but just by, you know, naming those triggers, like what you were saying, Jody, Mm -hmm. um, it can really help us like substitute a more appropriate technique to manage those problems and really take like the food and the weight gain and the over exercise, like take that out of the equation because those things are something totally separate, which can definitely influence how we look um, and influence how we feel, but they can also be a detriment, you know, over exercise and dieting can totally work against what you're trying to solve. If you really have this emotionally deep rooted um, issue with food. Right. I mean, I think like Taylor, we talked about this, um, recently is just that the whole idea of not dieting just just mm-hmm. stopping the diet mentality and learning how to um, feed your body so that your food you know serves you well 
I think that um, it, so many people come to us and because they've been in that diet mentality, you know, so long. Um, I just think about our, our hashtag, don't eat boring food. That's, let's talk about that because that's another yeah. thing as it relates to cravings and emotional eating. If you feel like you're on a diet and you're restricted and, and you, you can't have the things you enjoy, um, mm -hmm. or, or that food is just plain and bland and boring. I mean, obviously that's going to set you up as soon as the first trigger comes along. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Think, I think it's so it's so important to make sure you're, and I, I know we say this about every kind of program to actually make sure you're enjoying it. Um, but one thing that <clears throat> comes to my mind is that when I think of, um, like a lot of people in the industry, the fitness industry, a lot of them, I see just meal prep containers and just like days laid out, like a whole week laid out of, of meal prep containers. And some of you may be pretty familiar with that or yeah, do it yourself. Um, I personally even think back and I just think gross. Like I, I personally have just memories of like not enjoying that at all. And uh, you don't have to do that. There's not one set way to do something. Um, especially when it comes to enjoying your food. You don't have to grill it um, every single time just to be quote-unquote healthy. Um, and so being set in, in certain ways just because you think it's the right way is, is never something that you have to, to um, be a slave to almost. Just make sure that it's something that sets you up personally for success, something that you can stick to. Yeah. yeah, you know, that actually, that brings up a really great point that we're constantly challenging our clients and we'd love to challenge your listeners as well to evaluate what you're doing. Like, is this working for me? Is, yeah. is meal prepping your containers? Does that help you be successful? Great. If not, if you sit down and you're like, I hate reheating this food, then yeah. try something a little bit different. Just like Coach Taylor was saying, there's not really a right way or a wrong way. There is a way that works for you. And now, don't get me wrong, there's going to be some times where what we would want might not be what is going to lead us in the right direction. But there is so much margin there. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. there is way more margin than what Instagram wants you to think, than what, you know, um, whatever the magazines want you to think about pre-portioning food and th there is so much margin. Our metabolisms are also very adaptive in the form of if you, I, I used to be in the frame of mind where, you know, if your macros varied more than, you know, five or 10 grams in a day, it was going to totally impact your fat loss. Um, for a general fat loss person, that's not true. Now, if you're talking contest prep, that's a different beast. We're not talking about contest prep right now. And I will also just say, um, if you're dealing with some of these emotional deep rooted issues, contest prep needs to put, be put so far off your mind and your agenda. Um, because yeah. that is opening up a whole can of worms for a whole other yeah. slew of issues. Like yeah. we would never, ever, ever even recommend or consider doing contest prep. Um, with that, unfortunately, what usually happens is that contest prep happens, and then you realize all this stuff is going on, um, and that can make you feel like contest prep sucked, when really, contest prep should be a lot of fun. It's hard, but it's still a lot of fun. It should be great. So. I, I think it, just going back to the idea that success 
um, looks a little bit different for everybody and that process looks different like at first you you still have to be mindful about what you're eating a majority of the time if if you want to see some changes in your body composition um but you need to do that in a mentally and emotionally healthy way right and so um there's times where um diet breaks are very important um a lot of times we prescribe for our audience and um clients that you know you you do have you have that refeed meal or that nice you know whatever once a week or every other week sort of thing and learning to be able to live within those healthy parameters um, where you don't feel restricted but you know whatever that you're doing right now is really serving your body well is really where we want to be um, what tips can we leave our listeners with um, for this particular area yeah I think some good um, takeaways from all the stuff we've talked about is Number one, um, excessive restriction. If, if that is something that's on the table and you're dealing with these things that needs to be addressed, um, even if you do have fat loss goals, it might just mean bringing that intake up to a, a maintenance level while you deal with some of this stuff, kind of get a hold of it. It doesn't mean that fat loss needs to be off the table. It just means that that excessive restriction, maybe this is a great time for a two or three week diet break to kind of get your bearings a little bit and assess mm -hmm. some of these things. Um, also just paying attention to your menstrual cycle. Um, we didn't go into all the different hormonal fluctuations, but obviously if you're female and you're listening to this, you're not new. They're not new to you. <laughs> you <laughs> no. get it. Um, and then stress, stress is another that it's not going to help the situation. So it needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. If a lot of times whenever we're planning with our clients with uh, fat loss phases, we try to um, pre-plan around time. Yeah, that's yeah, not timing is everything. Yeah, yeah. like I, I was working actually with a contest prep athlete last year, or this past year, 2017, and we've been working together for a really long time. She's a fantastic athlete. And this particular area of contest prep was so hard and stressful. And I was like, oh my gosh, we've never prepped for you know, it was a spring summer show versus we've always prepped for fall shows and she's a teacher. And so she was coming up to the end of school year and that was crazy and hectic. And we were like, no, 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 we're never doing this again. This was horrible for the most healthy. I mean, she's in a really great spot, but just knowing that, knowing that when stressful times are going to hit, you know? Yeah. That's, it's yeah. super important. Yeah. I think that one of the other things that I just want to express to our audience is get the appropriate amount of sleep. When you are rested, you can yeah. deal with um, things so much better yeah. um, that, that won't send you into the trigger zone because you're right. just more equipped, you know, to handle it. You need the sleep recovery time. Right. right. And yeah. when you yeah. get a lot of sleep, and, and I see this with clients where, you know, they're working shorter, you know, longer hours, they're getting like, you know, five, six hours of sleep a night, and they're, they're wondering why they're having... The, the cravings and there's a lot of other things going on in their lives. It's just, it, it makes an extra hour of sleep will make a huge difference. And I would say, take the sleep over the training. Yeah. I was literally going to say that I was yeah, going to say, yeah. I will go as far as saying reduce how many times you're going to the gym because you only have so much time in a day. And for people yeah. that are working long hours or you're a parent, maybe you're a single parent, like, come on guys, <laughs> like, yeah. you're yeah. serving your body better 
by doing, or even doing something restorative at home, you know, yoga or Pilates or something you can do at home um, that's going to refuel your body. Um, and then hitting the gym, even just twice a week for seasons of time is perfectly fine and is not going to impact your overall um, progress at all. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I would say another one um, that I can really think of to help with, with progression in this area is to truly slow down in these moments where you feel something coming on um, mm. or, or even in just a tough situation. And I love, I love doing this when I'm angry um, or something ticks me off right away. And I want to say, okay, why is this making me upset? Why, why? Like go so much deeper um, and really extrapolate why you're feeling this way, what you want to do in this situation and what you can do to not go, not go there, you know, not go to that food, not go to saying those mean words to someone. Um, and sometimes even just putting say sticky notes around your house or journaling in that moment when you are feeling very triggered and just really slowing down in that moment and, and trying to pull apart why you're feeling that. Yeah. You know, when I hear you say that, Taylor, I think of like when something gets me to like a level 10 and I'm like, why am I at a level 10 over blank, you know, over mm-hmm. a conversation or over because someone pulled out in front of me or because my computer wanted to do an update when I'm right in the middle of doing something time sensitive, like, but it'll send me into this like, Yuri, and usually, you know, all these other things that we just talked about with excessive restriction or my cycle or stress or sleep or something is usually contributing to the fact yep. that I'm at a level 10 yeah. over something that should really get me to like maybe a level five or six. Like, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah it's true. It's so true. Yes. Heather, too. I mean, and, and another one, it seems so common sense, like with the whole, it, the trigger of the emotion that you're talking about, Taylor. Like, are you hungry? really being able to assess your hunger level. Like, am I really, did this just really trigger me? Because you know what? I should have eaten lunch two and a half hours ago, you know, or, or, yeah, (laughs) or am the, on the flip side of that, am I eating when I'm not really hungry? Mm -hmm. And am I, am I eating not to fulfill that physical need, but to fulfill that emotional need? So it's It's hard sometimes I think we just need to like, we can't, we're not always in a moment where we can sit down and journal or do something like that. But it's like, sometimes it's having that friend being, you know, being able to quickly text that friend and go, I'm going off the deep end, you know, dial me in or something like that. It, that would be um, like, for me, my ideal thing is knowing that I've got that person in my back pocket that I can say, I need you to help me reframe this or you know, put this back in perspective. So. And overall, what we want you guys to just, um, to just really take home. There's some really great takeaway points there, but this is normal. Um, you're not abnormal because you feel emotionally driven and that you sometimes plug that with some food. Um, that is a very normal response. What we're trying to do is create a new normal to make the normal be the slowdown, the assessing, um, how am I as a person? Because as we mentioned, I think it was on our last podcast that we recorded, um, in order to contribute and get a successful relationship or successful work or anything, we have to be the success that's coming into that. Like we have the equation is made up of one plus 
one, two, three, like we have to bring wholeness to that. And so all of these things just help make us whole. So yep. you're normal for, for being how you are. We're, we're all right there with you. Like high five. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. For sure. Not yeah. to mention just different seasons of life is, is going to come up with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's what we're about. We want women to be able to healthily bring their whole self into whatever their life um, is, is um, where they're at right now, whatever season of life they're at, whatever they're doing, whether they're raising babies or they're in college taking classes or they're starting a new business or they're getting ready to retire, you know, what, whatever it is, it's like be your best self and you've got to feed yourself um, physically and emotionally, um, well, so. Yeah. Yeah, And so that also, that also just kind of reminds me we're gearing up for our next seven day challenge. Um, guys, these seven day challenges, they have been incredibly life changing. I think all three of us were in tears, just getting the feedback from the ladies that completed the last seven day challenge. And so, um, we're gearing up for one to start the Monday right after Thanksgiving. So I don't know when you guys are going to be listening to this podcast. Um, but we've got early enrollment that's going to open this week. And then the, the challenge itself actually starts with, with lessons and delivery of things on Monday, the 27th of November, 2017. Um, but you can go straight to our website to get all those details. Uh, we're also going to be posting them on Facebook and things like that. But life-changing, and it's free. Um, and the reason why we're doing it after Thanksgiving is probably pretty obvious <laughs> for, for obvious reasons. But we want to do that throughout the holidays. This is likely going to be something that we're going to continue doing. We're getting some really great feedback on this. And it's really the heartbeat of who we are. And the biggest thing, one of the um, most common feedbacks that we got from participants from this last challenge was that they really liked having other people to go through it with them. Um, So the education, the whys, we dig into all this stuff. We love spending time with you guys. um, So we'd love to invite you into that. I'll leave a link in the show notes as well. But if you're listening to this, obviously while you're driving or doing something, you can always just go straight to our website, theomnifit.com or any of our Facebook stuff, which we'll leave you that information in our closing. And I think this is not a typical seven day challenge because we don't leave you alone after seven days. And there is so much um, just valuable information in the challenge. Um, And we're looking to support you long term, either um, with that involvement with our Fit Me Forever Facebook group or um, if you want to come on as a client, um, we're here to serve you. So I think that wraps it for today. Yeah. It's been a pleasure chatting with you, Taylor, Kayla. I love you guys to death. So thanks so much. And we love you, audience. Keep tuning in. If you love this podcast, share it with friends and um, I guess recommend us out there and and, uh, post a a ranking. What is that? In in iTunes, I guess. Yes, yes. Review in iTunes. iTunes. That's what it is. I'll definitely wrap that up in our closing, too. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Well, there you have it, guys. Thank you so much for joining in to another episode of the Fit Me Forever podcast. If you guys have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out via email at info at theomnifit.com. And of course, please connect with us on social media. All of our handles, our Instagram and Facebook are both at The Omnifit. 
And if you like this kind of content, if you like what we're putting out, please rate us on iTunes and Stitcher. That helps other people find us, and it lets us know that we're putting out content that you enjoy. All right, talk to you guys soon.